Hello and welcome back to Crisis Talk. So this episode is a special one and with everything going on within the UK, US and around the world, us at Crisis Talk just want to show our support, solidarity for the Black Lives Matter movement, our black brothers and sisters around the world as well as our allies. The past few months have been a lot with us as black people being overloaded with images and stories um, of the black lives being taken from Ahmed Aubrey, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor and so on. And even in the UK we are still fighting for the justice of Belly Majinga and Shukri Abdi. So today's episode we wanted it to be a bit different um, from our usual ones. It's mainly to challenge the notion that we as black British people are we're not experiencing the same thing as the US or why we protest protesting. We, we don't face racism here. It's not like that. It's not as bad. But to quote Gary Young, he said, racism is a hardy virus that will adapt to the body politic that it's in. Um, so, yeah, I just want to, this episode, we're just going to speak about why we are particularly being active, why we're protesting, why we are doing the same things that we've done by touching on our experiences of racism in the UK or just race being black in the uk yeah so palumi do you have anything to add yeah um i feel like these last few months and a couple of days it's been it's been very um it's, it's been a there's been a bit a mix of emotions i think like with the protests with the killings with the murders like it's been a mix of like anger pain and then it's, it's been really nice to see everyone across the world and especially in the UK come together and protest and for people to um, use their voices and for, for, for change to happen for, for the people that have, um, that have impacted the black community in such a way to be arrested. Um, I'm talking about the, 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 the police officers in the, in the United, United States. Like, and you know, there's now new laws being passed there's there's a new street in America America called Black Lives Matter, which is close to the White House, and there, there's just been lots of change that's been happening, and it's been it's been shown that protesting does, does is impactful. Um, and me and William went to the protest in Manchester this past weekend. It was just amazing to see to see everyone come together. And I saw different races as well. Obviously, it's nothing new necessarily, like police brutality and like racism or what have you. But what it does seem to be new is the acknowledgement from non-black people. And I feel like that right there is one of the reasons why this, this movement is going to be different to, to ones in the past. Because white people yeah. are starting to realise that, actually, wait a minute, this is genuine problem. And wait a minute. Yeah. Black people do suffer more than me for absolutely no reason. And some people are generally, generally out here, you know, using their white privilege to help us. This is a very uncomfortable time, I will say. Like, I constantly feel exhausted. Like, I'll go on social media and I'll see a lot recently, like, the little kids at the protests or the little, little black kids around the world just speaking on how they feel. And it's so crazy to see these, like, little kids, little five-year-olds, seven-year-olds talking about, oh, you know, why do the cops want to kill us? Why did the police not, not um, see our humanity? For Obviously, that's not what they're saying. But for a little child to say that, I think part of one of the reasons why I want to go out is because I don't want my children or any of my family's children to go through any of this. Like, I know there is this notion that Black British people were not 
we, we don't we don't have it as hard it's not the same tommy robinson why are you guys protesting for you've got nothing to complain about but it's not the truth so yeah i'm excited to protest i'm excited to be active and just like i've always been but i'm just glad that now like that from all of this i don't know if you guys have noticed the same thing is more things have been brought to my attention like i was always um in certain circles i was always being active in specific things but i've learned a lot like um one girl on my story was posting about the experience of black british architects and it's like there's all these intricacies of different people's lives that you don't think about and stuff and like i feel like in the midst of a global pandemic that like this really brought to attention to the races that people really do face in the UK and around the world. Yeah, just to kind of um, bring it back to, you know, why we ourselves are taking this action. I just want to ask a question about, you know, you guys' relationship with race. When was the first time that kind of you guys realised that being black wasn't going to be all hunky-dory or even later in life when you've realised, oh no, like this, this should really be serious. When I, the first time I had a racist experience, I was, I was in primary school. Um, I had like several racist experiences um, and it, w- it just kept on constantly happening. And each time it would happen, um, I would go to the teacher, they would, they would write a report and write, write ta And then one time I was, I was just like, enough is enough. Like, no, so what? somebody said, so people would call me like black, like they would say, oh, you're you're black, like they would, they would call me like, they would just say racist slurs, let's okay. say. And then I was just like, what the, like, and, and the thing is, it kept coming from different people, different um, white, white kids. And then, and then one time I was just like, well, what the hell is going on? Um, and then there was one incident that I, where I was, I was racist back because I was just like, well, I don't understand, like, because I was just like, so is this what we do now? Like, because I just didn't get it. I didn't get like, I didn't get why it was constantly happening. And then that's when I realized that it was, it was just because, okay, because I'm black. Now when, when people say about the, about the racism that happens in the UK, I think it's very, it goes over, over some people, over some black, black, black British people's heads, because it's like, it's so covert in the UK. It's so, it's so, small that you don't even realize that like it was a racist incident so there's probably been times in my life where something's happened that was racist and i didn't i didn't clock that was racist because it's so it's so minuscule in the uk yeah um just to continue from that obviously people definitely have and i've said the same the racism in Britain is covert, but I feel like the one thing that I try not to say or try not to buy into is this idea that it's any better because I definitely yeah. don't think it is. Like, as um, George Young said, I think it was, yeah, Gary Young, sorry, said racism is uh, racism, you know, it adapts to the environment that it's in. I think the only reason why specifically we are in a better position to america is because of the fact that you know our police for example do not carry guns if you look at the statistics on black british people being tased you know it's crazy like the differences um for example i've got a statistic 40 percent of cases where tasers have been used in london since 2014 i think this was around 2017 when they did this um involved people of black or mixed white and black ethnicities in London. So 40% of the cases where tasers were used were black people, mixed 
with black or mixed with black and yet only 15.6% of the London population are black so I think like he said you you just the racism always adapts to where it is um and I think another thing is that a lot of because one thing that is noteworthy is um, when I asked William about you know when's the first time he noticed his race or when like them times where you you you're made to know that you are black that the society tells you you know you're black and that means something it, it doesn't mean that you're on the same level as other people and William said you know I still think I can do whatever I want but that's not the question I was asking necessarily but I'm just using his and him as an example of there's so many people where instances happen but because they're so insidious because they're so intricate you don't even realize that things like that are going on like even in the education system certain things will happen and people don't even realize um but yeah willing to ask you like why is the reason what's the reason why you're protesting then for me well there's definitely you know institutional systemic racism which is a which is a problem that obviously has decreased if you look at it historically but it's still very much existent and you know believe it or not i do believe in equality and i do understand that black people are ranked lower in the social hierarchies in the world technically so so that's why i marched you know I, you know black lives matter they truly do but the reason why i said what i said before is from a very very early age my parents made me realize that being black is not the same as being white like so you know i just kind of just took out the chin from then you know versus like okay i'm black okay things might not go my way but it don't mean i can't make it work you know what i mean that's that's my mentality and the main thing because obviously i am a person that i don't like to think of or fixate too much in the ways that my race holds me back because i don't like to feel like a victim like i don't like to feel like helpless like like oh no the system's doing this oh the institution oh the academia i don't you know it feels so like what am i supposed to do just 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 curl up and cry and like give up like so for me a lot of my experiences haven't been outright like I've definitely been called racial slurs but for me when I truly realized like how insidious you know kind of not even racism but just the treatment of black people is is in um high school if anyone has any car crash trauma car crash trauma just a trigger warning because I'm going to tell a story um for in my last year of high school me and the people who I got on the bus with we basically saw another person who was on our bus get run over and so my bus it like my bus in high school was a school owned like bus so and it went through like different neighborhoods so there's like it goes through like the hood the outskirts so like where this girl got run over she was a little black girl it was only black people that witnessed it so we were all literally like traumatized like, I was one of the few people that saw it when we got to school now um, there's like a group of us, all of us that were on that bus, because um, obviously it carried on. We're like we we are the ones we are the ones who had to call the ambulance. Like we we was there while she was like literally on the street. We've gone to school now, and they've put us all in the hall together. They've gone, oh, who witnessed it? We had to put up our hands, which even that is just crazy. And then I just remember there was this little white girl crying, like she was hysterical, and this little white girl 
was taken out of our group and they shoveled her off to pastoral and she stayed there she didn't have to go to lesson they just let her do that in comparison me one of the people who witnessed it there was another girl who was best friends with a girl that got ran over another little black girl we had to go to class it was me who had to go and take this little black girl the best friend of the girl who'd run over to to her classes and tell her teachers you know she's witnessed this traumatic experience just look after her they said are you to her sister i said no I'm, i was just doing what the school should have been doing and that for me is when i realized that not only is racism overt but it's just in the instances where even empathy is given differently to people depending on who they are because we had experienced that traumatic event but it was a group of black kids we weren't, you know, using our tears like this little white girl. So it was just, you know, God, no support was given. That's when I realised that. And stuff like that can spiral. That's when it happens later in life where I think that's what leads on to this violence. If you don't have empathy for black kids for some reason, or if you don't have empathy for black people for some unknown reason, that's where these things happen. That's why black lives are taken so easily because people don't have connection to these people it's how Tamir Rice was killed because that little boy was not seen as a little boy because for some reason something in certain people's heads doesn't give them the ability to have empathy for black people and people of colour for some reason and there are people there are people in society um there are, there are white allies in society that um that do help and do notice these things because I do want it to, like there's like people like Jane Elliott who who um who was a teacher and she was so um she's she's done experiments um um showing the differences in how black people are treated and she's done like speeches so i feel like there are there are people out there that are allies and that do understand how wrong it is yeah there are are a lot of allies that understand just how wrong it is and just how wrong the system was um and just to go back on what i was talking about my personal experience before in regards to in regards to in regards to that, I feel like um, I I feel like always understanding that um, that being racist in whatever shape form whatever shape or form is just it's just it's just something that like you learn. I feel like that needs to be something that needs to be needs to be unlearned from from society in general because nobody's born racist. Nobody is born to be. To, to, to hate somebody else because of the color of their kids of their skin because I see videos of of in fact William I think remember when we used to be going to college and we used to see um the the black kid and the white kid and they were friends yeah 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 like they, they so we really used to go to college together and like we would see we would see the this um, black kid and white kid and they would just be walking and they would just like be friends and like their mothers would be friends as well they would help each other out um. And it just made me like it, it was such a it was such a it was so I, I loved seeing that because it was just like because nobody was they, they don't they don't see they don't see colour. They didn't see like, oh, um he's black and I'm white. They just they just saw a person. Um and I feel like if if we nurture that aspect of humanity, then the next generation is passed down through families like exactly you know, when you got the, the, them white supremacist guys who tell their kids yo you're better than black people you're better than asian people you're better than gay people because it's not even just a racial issue to some extent it's also a lgbt problem disabilist problem you know pe- people just what's bigots bigotry like 
Like people are just raising their children with them kind of mindsets. But I think to answer your question, Cher, I understand what your question is better. And to be fair, my actual first time experiencing racism, I don't know when that was. Because obviously I went so long not looking at my race as a as a factor in my in my negative experiences. And the reason I did that, because the worst things that's ever happened to me in my life was my fault. It's nothing to do with race. So so which is why ultimately I'm not, I'm, I don't like putting too much of my race. Having said that though, uh, there was one time when I felt, now if I'm crazy, you guys tell me I'm crazy and this might have nothing to do, but this one, I feel suspicious that race was involved. Uh, so it was back when I was in first year uni, uh, I had a radio show on a Sunday night. The real fun, the, re- the real OG listeners of this podcast know about Williams Radio Show. Uh, on a Sunday night, and obviously Sunday night, the studio, like the radio station studio is closed, locked off because it's the weekend. And normally what happens is the person who was in before would let you in after. But one eventful Sunday night, there was no one in there before me and all the doors were locked. So I had to go to the security building to, to go get the key to get inside this radio station so I can get on my show. And I get there and the security guy, he's like at the till behind me, behind the till, sorry. White guy, old middle aged, you know, he fit, fits, uh, he ticks all the boxes of what you'd assume a racist, you know, you know that these secretly racist guys in the background, he ticks all them boxes. And, uh, you know, so I'm telling this guy, okay, I need to get the key to the radio station. Uh, Cause, because obviously my show starts and the door's locked. And he goes, I've been, and there's this list of names of people who have radio shows. And it's like, if your name's on this list, you can come through. And I'm like, okay. So he shows the list. My name's on the list. And very interestingly, that list had not been updated in three years at that point. I'm pretty sure even to this day, that list is not updated. Uh, so my name's not there, obviously, because the list hasn't been updated. And me and him, I'm talking to him and he's not having it. I'm, I'm showing him all sorts of different evidence that, yes, I am on the radio. You know, I've shown him pictures of me in the station, actually, like from, from past episodes. I've shown him that I'm in the Facebook group. I've showed him messages I've had with the manager of the radio station. He's, he's, he's not having a word of it. He's like, nope, if your name's not on this list, I'm nothing I can do about it. And fortunately for me, his supervisor came in, also another white guy, came in, I explained the situation to the supervisor. I mean, the supervisor's just, I didn't even have to do too much because with this guy, we were going back and forth for maybe 10, 15 minutes. But with the supervisor, I literally just showed him the group and he was like, okay, come on, you're clearly a part of the show. Gave me the key, I removed. But I don't know, I just felt like, yo, this guy was extra suspicious of me and like was just not willing to even negotiate with me. And I feel like a part of that was because of the fact that I was black. I don't know, I might be crazy then. No, I don't think you were crazy. I feel like those are, that's your experience. And like, like nobody can tell you how you felt. And mm-hmm. that does sound, that does sound like there was, there was racial bias to that. Um, and then also, one thing I also wanted to say as well, like in regards to like, um, how, how like, black people like see racism in the UK, like the UK was built by, by black slaves. Like, the underground in, in London and like across the country were built by black slaves. Like there were like even in, in we all know we all know what's happening in Bristol right now. Like 
that like there are there are there are streets in Bristol that are that are that are um, called by names of black slave owners. There are streets in Bristol that are, that are named by black slaves. So even closer the, to home, Plume, Manchester, Leeds, Liverpool, are the, exactly. place, the, pla- the buildings you walk past, cotton industry. Exactly. <laughs> the, 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 literally, the buildings that were, Manchester was built by by black by, by black slaves. Like, and these oh, are historical yeah, facts. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere. So so the, the 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 idea or the notion that like black that that racism is is somewhat doesn't exist in the UK or like it's um it's 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 small or you can just you can just like you can just like it, you can just focus and just get things. I feel like that's so that's so that's so problematic and so um it's so problematic because it's like the very buildings that you walk into sometimes were built by black slaves and and by the oppression of black people. And now you want me to walk into that building and think that okay, it's like that like it, it goes into like spiritual spiritual things like energies like you walk into that room like it's it's a different it's different because because of the pain that that place holds so i think that like we need to we need to be sensitive to these things and sensitive to the fact that these things did happen and not not just like step over them like address them for what they were and then and then we can we can progress yeah i think as well the main thing is not it's not even this colorblind society that people want because this colorblind society this i don't see color thing has got us to where we are now because if you don't see the color then you don't see the issues if you don't see the color then you don't see my struggle i think truly when we can progress is when everyone can see each other's different races see each other's different cultures ethnicities and just be cool with it not care like look love each other not even love it just be normal with each other for the color of my skin like i don't like this idea of, of um you know you don't see my color because my my ethnicity for me being caribbean is a huge part of who i am i think when our society can truly progress is when we can see our color see our race ethnicity whatever and it not be a problem it not be an issue I, I feel like in our generation, celebrated in our generation like younger you know, I feel like the majority of people are, are you know, tolerant. I don't even use the word tolerant because that even in itself is, is a bit problematic. But, you know, I feel like, you know, in our generation, most people are just like, okay, he's from Africa, come. The, none of this, go back to your country. You know, I feel like, You'd I don't want to die out because discrimination, parts of it is subconscious. So discrimination will never be terminated. But I feel like it's definitely, as time goes, getting, you know, more and more... <laughs> acceptable man and there's what i also want to say like i understand there's a white privilege and i understand that you know black people asian people all sorts of different people who are not white essentially have to go through all sorts of hoops and hurdles that that their white counterparts don't have to but what the effects of that though it may, i feel like that for me at least i'll have to say my adversity has turned me into a beast you know I'm stronger, smarter, I work harder, uh, I can handle a lot. And I don't know, you know, I'm proud of Yeah, I'm proud but of, like, I feel like, yeah, and you should be. And like, that's the, and like, I feel like in, 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 in society and in, in the media, that's been shown that black people have come through these adversities and these, and these, and these um, struggles and become great. Like, they're like, in, in, in the golfing industry, it was Tiger Woods, 
like Serena Williams, Beyonce, um, freaking Michael Jackson, like the Supremes, like James Brown, like the list goes on and on and will continue to go on and on. Oprah. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope we were able to express our experiences in 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 a way that makes you see where we're coming from. But uh, thank you very much for listening and please be sure to share share this with a friend who you think this could benefit and also support us, follow us on Spotify or subscribe on YouTube, follow on Instagram, you know, help us how you can, please, we appreciate it. Uh, but just to end off, there's a couple of anecdotes that Pelumi made that there just wasn't quite the right place for me to keep it in the episode itself. So I'm just going to tag it on the end of here. Uh, if you're interested, one's a letter written by uh, a British traveller to the Queen, and one is an anecdote about what happened to Mark Duggan. So yeah, thank you. Peace out. One thing that I've learned, and one thing that I saw, was a letter that was sent to the Queen, I think, and it said, and this is this is what Lloyd McElroy said, I have travelled across the length and breadth of Africa, and I have not seen one person who is a beggar who is a thief such wealth i have seen in this country such high moral values people of such caliber that i do not think we would ever conquer this country unless we break the very backbone of this of this nation which is her spiritual and cultural heritage and therefore i propose that we replace her old education system her culture for if the Africans think that all that is foreign and English is good and greater than their own, they will lose their self-esteem, their native culture, and they will become what we want them, a truly, a truly dominated nation. So that was a letter written um, about Africa to Britain. That just right there says says everything that like that the UK isn't innocent. You're going off your point, Shai, I, there was a there was a case a few I think ten years ago, um, of Mark Duggan, black man, and he was um he was set up by the police practically and they the way that they knew it was because they, they planted a gun um and when they they planted the gun on him and then when they when they um when they checked the bullet, um, it was it was the police officer's bullet, and that caused such an outro- out, out, outcry um, that people started um, protesting and people started writing. And, and even like we could go through like Stephen Lawrence is another ex- example of just how um, police specifically have treated the black community in My ways attention. that exactly in ways that like can be compared to America. So, so the fact that it's just a few that we talk about doesn't discredit the fact that there are thousands, even close to millions of cases that the police of police in the United Kingdom, United Kingdom um, treated black people in, 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 in human ways. So just a little PSA.